Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Uh, I've got somebody viewing us on Facebook. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, you can actually see me live. Maybe someday I'll have other people live. <laughs> but I tried to do that, by the way, everybody. I tried to put a, a software package uh, in um, in concert with Facebook Live, and it didn't work very well. So I guess we're not ready to do that yet. But in any event, there I am live, and I'm uh, I am on Facebook Spirit Facebook.com forward slash Spirit Medium Laura. There's Danny. Hi Danny. Hi Jessica. Hi everybody. Love you all. Uh, so happy that you all could be here. Uh, and if you are calling on Facebook and you didn't know about the show, uh, probably wouldn't be able to get to you tonight uh, because I already have more people waiting in the queue than I can possibly get to. Uh, and there is a number to call, but if you call in 15 minutes earlier, you will be, uh, you will increase your chances of being seen and uh, or being spoken with. And that number is uh, three four seven. Nine four five five eight four nine. It's on the top of Spirit Medium Laura on Facebook. Uh, it's in the post for this live event. Uh, it's many many places. So that's the number three four seven nine four five. Hi, whoever's putting up those hearts. Thank you. Three four seven nine four five five eight four nine. And if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can go over there to Facebook and watch a video. These videos get transferred over to YouTube when I'm done with them. So you'll you'll all be immortalized that way. Uh, you can also make a donation, uh, which is done on the website for this show, which is spiritmediumtv.com. That's spiritmediumtv.com. Uh, and there you can make a, do- a donation, which goes in part to help animals. If it's done at the beginning of this show or before the show, uh, I can get to you. If it's done later than that, I can't get to you because there's just too much going on. So try to have a little compassion for me uh, as I have empathy for you, which is sort of the glue that allows this work to happen, if you will. Uh, empathy, compassion. Uh, that's really the glue by which a medium, a psychic, an empath, or whatever it is that you are, uh, just even a normal person allowing me into your energy field uh, is doing. So when we have empathy, we make connections. So what we're going to do now is, besides me talking about uh, the housekeeping things, spiritmediumtv.com, make a donation, goes to help animals, it's only $8.00. Uh, and uh, that would guarantee that I speak with you, but don't do it much later than the beginning of this show because I just can't handle it all, and I do want to get to people who have just called in as well. Okay, Uh, you also can get something which is called, I call it the free for me, which is a free time on a personal session with Laura. If you go to booklaura.com, that's my booking page, it's on my website, booklaura.com uh, you make your payments for the amount of time you want you will get a third more time added to your reading for free uh, if you use the event code radio show that's radio show now if you want to be alerted of all this all these wonderful things going on and the following article every week I have a focus subject that's designed to help you in some way uh, and I'll talk more about our focus subject for this week in a moment 
But if you'd like to be in the know, you'd like to be reminded uh, earlier in the day on Monday, for example, just join our mailing list. You can do so at spiritmediumtv.com. And when you do, you will also be given a couple of free resources, uh, like a free numerology report and uh, an offer for that, for example. So join our mailing list at spiritmediumtv.com to be in the know, to be reminded of the show, and to get additional resources for free. So the focus subjects usually that are coming to you from spirit through me have in large part to do with you and understanding how you are a creator, okay? how you are an infinite being, having a soul and that life continues. That's part of the whole mediumship thing, but that's really part of an even bigger message that spirit has uh, adopted me to, <laughs> to, to bring to earth. And that message is that your world that you're experiencing today, you created on a subconscious soul level. So things are not just happening to you, okay? Things are happening because you created the issue so that you would thrive, that you would evolve to joy. When you evolve to joy, that's sort of kind of like nirvana. It's a long thing, maybe, depending on your soul and the talents your soul has. But when we move to joy, we no longer are in that karmic state of cause and effect. We step out of the karmic wheel. And I'm using this terminology, karmic wheel, on purpose because recently uh, I went on a trip. I went up to Louisville, Kentucky, which my older sister decided she wanted to move to with her husband so she could be closer to her son. And I went there on a weekend where they were going to have a, a, a real big dance weekend. And my sister is a dancer. I'm a dancer. What I mean is we do ballroom, Latin, West Coast swing, hustle, all those kind of partner dances. And we do country dances and everything else. You name it, they dance it. And I do, you know, most of them as well. And I still take ballet, everybody. <clears throat> Muscles aching, <laughs> joints creaking. But anyway, we consider ourselves dancers as, as a hobby. Uh, but anyway, the first night of the event, she uh, seems okay. But the next morning I awoke at her. I was staying in her house to these moans and these groans. Ay, ay, ay. Not the first time I've heard them. Uh, basically, she was in excruciating pain because she had thrown out her back and her hip again, and she had pain going down her leg and all sorts of this. And she's gone to doctors and doctors and doctors and doctors, and uh, you know, anywhere from hip replacement to physical therapy are recommended, and nothing. Well, she didn't have a hip replacement, but she's done a lot of physical therapy. She's taken a lot of supplements. She's done a lot of massage. Nothing seemed to help. Well, you know, Cardi guys, I'm supposed to be doing some healing in my work. Duh. So I said to myself, well, maybe I should try, you know. Maybe I should try. So um, anyway, she loved it because I was going to give her like a, a therapeutic 
massaging kind of thing. I'm not a masseuse, I'm not a licensed masseuse or anything, but I intuitively will work in a body work situation with my <laughs> with my sister. I'm not doing when I work in a healing capacity with clients. I don't touch their body. I, I'm not a licensed massage therapist, and I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, and I probably wouldn't want to do that. But anyway, it was my sister. So um, there I was uh, intuitively finding areas, and lo and behold, I was shown a lot of areas. I was actually taken to the most critical area in her body where the cause of the pain was occurring. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff coming through on a physical level. But the thing that was kind of interesting was the psych- psychological spiritual level. Uh, and they said during this session that in another lifetime, she had been a slave, and she came into this lifetime feeling she had to be a slave in a way, like a martyr, if you will, uh, if she if she wanted to be loved. Uh, and I won't go into all the detail, but in her life growing up, uh, my father and my mother were not together. It was a very rough time. She was very informative years, uh, younger than eight years old. Uh, there was a lot of poverty involved. She was even put in orphanages. And she had a, a severe experience of not having love, not being nurtured. Uh, and so this, uh, for the rest of her life, uh, it was a constant experience of pain and suffering. And she, at this point in her life, had materialized it into her body that unless she were suffering, she wouldn't be loved. So she hung to that life raft, you know, that to her was love. I, it may sound a little confusing, but I'm going to just try to simplify it a little bit. Imagine if you didn't feel deserving of love unless you did X, Y, Z. Well, that's kind of like what, what I'm saying here. So unless she was in pain, she didn't feel she was appreciated. Okay? And you might know people like that. You might know, you know, instances like that. So in any event, she was told by the guides through me uh, this, and they asked her if she was willing to release the karmic wheel, the karmic experience of this. And she said in a daze, because we were deep in a trance working together, yes. Uh, and she got up. There were certain exercises that I was told to give her physical therapeutic exercises, and she did them, and she felt better until we went dancing. And then the first dance threw her out again. She was in pain again. And so um, I was very distraught. I wanted help as best I could. So I found uh, somebody was selling magnetic bracelets at the event, the magnetics. Uh, you've heard of magnetics for pain, I'm sure. Uh, and anyway, I got her one, and she put it on, and instantly because I told her they were for pain, and it was a tangible thing, she felt better. As a matter of fact, she said she felt high. <laughs> she felt so good that the lady next to her wanted to buy one of those magnetic bracelets and did. But uh, So she felt good for the rest of the evening. She had a bracelet on, and she was attributing all of her, her uh, happiness and her well-being to the bracelet. And that's fine. I don't care, really. I don't do this for anything other than just to want to see somebody happy or feeling good. Next day, we reconvened at the event, and the woman who had the other bracelet, the other magnetic bracelet, was still in pain. But my sister was not in pain anymore. Uh, Anyway, so the rest of the weekend went on. My sister kept thinking it was the bracelet, but the other people that tried the bracelet wasn't affecting them to feel better. Uh, until Sunday, my sister had a, ha- um, a little party at her home. She cooked dinner, 
uh, for her two sons. I was there. And uh, all of a sudden, her husband gleefully uh, gleefully announces a notice. You don't have your bracelets on, do you? Because she was not complaining. She didn't have any pain. And she was in the kitchen cooking up the storm. So she looked a little embarrassed. <laughs> but basically, the theme of the story is she couldn't believe that uh, that she could clear the healing, that she could create the healing until she had something physical, a talisman, if you will. That's what we call something physical. Something physical or tangible that she could say did it. Because the belief is if there's no cause, there's no effect. If somebody, you know, something didn't happen to, you know, like take a pill or get a massage or wear a magnetic bracelet, then she couldn't possibly have been healed. So anyway, she was, and she still is, and now she's realizing something happened to her, and I'll say it, I didn't tell her this, but it was a shift, a shift, and so that's what happens when we go into hypnosis, if you're with a good hypnotherapist, they can go to your belief systems, uh, that's kind of what happens when you go to John of God, uh, I know a little bit about his healing modality, and that I was reading up on it, because... Turns out, 30 years later, after I'm working with these particular guys, I found out they're the same uh, entity that John of God works. Uh, the main one is called St. Ignatius Loyola, uh, and he's from the Ascended Master, Dom Ignacio. Dom Ignacio. So in any event, uh, when you go for healing with John of God, uh, you may have the outward talisman things, like uh, maybe a psychic surgery, uh, or he'll tell you to use certain herbs and things like that. But he also tells you, go back to your room and don't talk to anybody. Don't leave your room for 24 hours. And I was watching a video on YouTube once, and the person who had gone to uh, Brazil and gone through healing was a clairvoyant. And she said when she was in her room for 24 hours, she noticed what was coming through. There were the guides, the spiritual healers. And they released karmic, causal, akashic things in her. So healing happens when we can get to that deep fundamental level of our uh, illusion of cause and effect. And learn or understand that on a spiritual level, on a higher spiritual level, as we evolve, cause and effect no longer apply to us. We can actually evolve beyond it. We are on a plane where cause and effect is in effect. But when you move to higher levels of frequency vibration uh, and evolve to joy, okay, you learn that it's all according to the way you project things. I don't want to use the word belief. Somebody made a comment on my article today, and I, I would say, I said, yeah, it's belief, but it's more than belief. It's a projection. You literally are projecting your reality every moment of your life. And I'm here to help you see that uh, as a medium to these messages, if you will. And so when I work with you on the show and somebody says, when am I going to get a job? Well, <laughs> as soon as you believe you're going to get a job, as soon as you realize it's nothing to do with uh, cause and effect, nothing to do with externals, but all to do with what you're projecting, I help you do that through the psychic uh, medium and the psychic messages. I help see you see where the blocks are and release them. 
Hopefully I do anyway. I'm not the healer. I'm just the messenger. You're the healer. If any of you have ever heard of uh, Dolores Cannon, uh, her work is very interesting and it goes in detail on this. So this is an article on my website right now. Um, let me see if I could come up with the key word to this. Oh, ether etheric energy healing. So um, if you ever uh, want to see that article, if you're listening to this at future point in time, go to my website, spiritmediumtv.com, being a page on my website, and you can search for etheric, E-T-H-E-R-I-C, energy healing. Okay, so what we're going to do now is a prayer, uh, energy connection, like a meditative prayer, energy connection, and then I will go to the phone lines. I do have one donation, uh, and as far as I know, I don't have any others. Oh, I do. I have one other person. That's good. No more donations to be accepted at this point, please. And that would be Jada. Oh, Jada, I worked with you last week, didn't I? Let me just get the phone number. No more donations, please. 518. Oh, just bear with me for a moment. Okay, Jada's got a mediumship. Well, that's good meeting you, Jada. I don't have any mediumship requests tonight. Okay, so everybody listening, please sit back in your respective locations. And uncross your arms and legs so you're in an open body position. Start to breathe from your abdomen. Breathing in deeply. And on the exhale, letting go of every tension you have in your body. Allowing spirit to come to you, filling you with white light and beautiful energy. Asking for healing at the soul level. Asking for opening your mind and your consciousness to higher levels of joy, bliss, and co-creation. If you're wanting an other side connection, please ask for your loved one in the spirit realm to come through. If you have a life question, please focus in on those issues mentally now. While you're doing that, I will invoke the master prayer. I'll be back in a second. And now, on your next exhale of breath, please release into your space your energy, and I will connect us. One moment, please. Okay, wonderful. I'm going to go first to the first donation, which would be Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Hi, sweetheart. So what is your question, honey? Don't give me a lot of background, okay? Just give me the question, and if I need anything more, I'll ask. Um, okay. Um, I want to know if if uh, where I am living, if I am stable, if I'm going to be evicted. Yeah, all right. You sound a little nervous to ask that question, especially after my long lecture. <laughs> well, Laura just said I created my reality. <laughs> but the no, you don't. You don't have to worry about anything right now. Let me go into a little more detail. Uh, is your father in spirit? By the way, I feel a little male energy around yes. you. All right, he's coming in to help you with that. Feel better about yourself. And there might be some. 
uh, perhaps some indirect uh, thing there that has to do with your father uh, as well. Um, let me see. No, you're not going to be evicted right away. You do have time uh, to reorient and to get out of the space that you're in. Uh, however, you do need to do that. Uh, and I get that you have more time than you realize, uh, maybe even three to four months. But I do get that you will eventually. It looks like this is ending wherever it is that you are. And you do need to find another place to live. Cohabitate. Why are they saying that? They say to cohabitate with friends or family members for a while until you find a new place to live. So not to worry. It's not going to happen instantly, but it will happen. I mean, something's going to happen that's going to force you to have to get out of there. I don't know if it's eviction or what it is, but I see you have three to four months of shelf life where you are, and then you'll have to resituate yourself. Um, you have anything you want to ask about that, love? Um, well, yeah. I mean, my my mother is staying with me, and she was just offered an apartment at the same facility. So I'm not sure if she should take it or if we should try to continue doing this together. Oh, well, they said something about cohabitate with others family member or friends. I wonder what that means. Um, you're saying that she got a, I don't quite understand your question. So she, she's okay. So she's staying with me. She lives with me right now. And she was yeah. just offered her own apartment at the same place. Um, yeah. So probably August, September, she'll be moving in there if she decides to take it. But if I'm going to get evicted because I got caught feeding stray cats, <laughs> Oh. Um, I'm not. Sh yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work. If we should, if she should just say say no to it, and we should try to find a place together because we're helping each other right oh. now. Yeah. Huh. Let me see if she should uh, take that. I just asked it like that. Should she take that apartment? Would uh, would what happened with Danielle affect? Her mother. No, it wouldn't affect your mother for some reason. They're not going to look at her. They won't look at her the same way they look at you. It's your offense, not hers. Uh, but I still feel it's, maybe it's not eviction, but in three or four months is going to be a change for you. So it's, and I hear the word cohabitate. So you'll be living with somebody else in three or four months. Uh, I don't know who it will be. I don't, but the answer about your mother is she's not going to be affected by this, so she can take her own place. Uh, actually, it's good because she now could separate herself from your activities, not that she would like to. I'm sure she loves you very much and thinks that you were doing was okay, but, um, well, no, she doesn't exactly think you were doing what you were doing was okay because she feels like, you know, you know she doesn't want you to stick your neck out. Uh, right. I get it, you know, hearing that about your mother, you know, don't do that, don't do that, you know, blah, 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 even though, you know, she knows you have a heart of gold and want to help animals, but don't do that. But anyway, she mm -hmm. she won't be held responsible for your actions, period. So she can take that other apartment, will not be held against her what you did, uh, and you will not be evicted, but in three or four months you'll be moving somewhere else. So just get ready for that uh, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, all right, and then you're going to like the new place very much. So it'll be much to your liking. Uh, I feel there will be either maybe a communal living arrangement or just people you know will be there or around there or there's cohabitation going on. But whatever it is, it'll be a lot more fun for you uh, and a lot more in alignment with your values okay. and what you need. 
being. Don't feel so alone all the time, Spirit's saying. You don't need to always be so alone. You can be with like-minded souls who have your values and want to live life the way you do. And if you're feeding a stray cat, they want to be alarmed by that. Uh, so I feel you moving into a new community where that would be okay. All right, sweetheart, and don't worry. All right. Everything's going to be all right. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome, love. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go to the second donation, which uh, I can't see her name because I didn't know about it, but I can find her phone number. There it is. Jada, who's wanting an other side connection. Hi. Hi, Jada. Hi. 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 Okay, so you <laughs> wanting another side now, you want mediumship, and that means other side. I'm connecting to the other side. Yeah. Is that what you want? All right, good. Yes. Uh, all right, love. Let's see who's one. Well, the first one was a mother figure that appears before me uh, for you, mm-hmm. and that could mean a myriad of different things. You're saying a yes on that. My grandmother. Okay. And she shows me slender legs uh, and form-fitted clothes to show, show me she's, Okay, show me a few things. Well, first thing is a looker in her youth, very good-looking woman. But um, she also yeah. wants to. Show, she's not overweight when she uh, transitions. She sort of takes care of herself while she still looks good, even in her old yeah. years. All right, and uh, interesting enough, I don't know what to make of this. Um, would you understand, Grandma would have worn a uniform at some time in her life, please? Like a little bit of a hat, looks like a suit. She's dark. She showed me a picture of a woman. I'm assuming it's her when she's younger, with dark hair, a little bit of a wave, a little bit of a hat on top. It looks like a uniform of some sort. If not, then it's just a, a very um, tailored look. So I'll leave it like yeah, that. Yeah, probably more like a tailored look. Yeah, I'm not sure as far okay. as uniform, but. Tailored look. Okay. So, and I also see her skin is lily white. I see she's got high cheekbones, beautiful eyes, you know, delicate features, a beautiful woman. She's yeah. showing me her youth, okay? And I see the eyes are light. Uh, would you know if grandma's eyes were light, please? Yeah, she was, um, she had light hazelish eyes. Okay, very well. She's showing me all that show with exquisite, she's giving me these words, exquisite looker she was. And she says, you look very much like her now. She also says to you that she's so, oh, very proud of you for the things that you've done, the good fortune in your life, and how good you get along with everyone around you, uh, including it seems like there's a male in your life that you love very much uh, that she's very happy for you to have. Would that make sense to you, please? Yes. Yes, I'm with. I'm actually with the female, but she has like a male energy. Yes. Okay, perfect. But she's happy for that. So maybe there's Thank something you. there that you know. Okay. And she's very happy with mm-hmm. this part. You how wonderful you get along. Uh, and she's happy for everything you've done with your life, giving you a complete and utter um, stability in the home is important to you. you I'm channeling her mm-hmm. thoughts now. You need to take care of the home now that you have one uh, and make sure everything goes smoothly for yourself with the bills and everything. But other than that, everything is just fine in your life. and You're taking care of your home marvelously. Everybody loves you in your life. You're easy to get along with. And you are very much like me in many, many respects. Um, there is something else there. Um, somebody had some kind of She's not showing me towards the end of her life. She's just giving me more of this connection at the moment. Uh, but she is mm-hmm. showing me something there. Have you had any weight gain, Jada? 
Yeah, well, yeah, but since this, being pregnant is hard with the, yeah, dealing with yeah, the gait. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she said, since her transition, you've held on to weight more than before. She says, you yeah. got to work a little bit of that off. She you know, doesn't mean in a harsh way she loves you very much, but, you know, you really have to take good care of your health, you know, and keep the weight down over the, overall. Um, baby, that baby formula you gave him, was all right for a while, but now he needs something new. What is she talking about? Hold, hold on for a second. You've, you've given birth, right? No, my baby's not due till August 19th, which is too until, like, I was wondering when you would see me going into labor soon because I'm in that full-term window where she can come at any time now. Oh, okay. Hold on for a second. She's talking about baby formula gave him. Um, okay, so there's something about after he is it a male because she's saying he. No, I'm having a girl. My yeah. I think I said this to you last time. I thought it was a girl. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a boy, but it's a girl. It's funny how that. That's an interesting thing to notice the energy of the child, what it would be like, mm-hmm. uh, because it came in again psychically. That thing. Okay, so we have a child in your belly, uh, and yeah. he says something. Formula that you gave him is all before he was born is all right for a while, but now you need to start taking care of yourself differently so you give him something else. So what she just said is whatever you were eating is fine, but now you need to start doing something differently. Uh, so what yeah. does she mean by that? You only have two weeks left. Mama, what do you mean, Grandma? Don't gain any more weight. It would be very bad for your birth. Okay, so she's just giving you a little warning about that. Now, you wanted mm-hmm. to, in other words, don't overfeed the baby because the baby's going to get too big also, right? Okay. All right, so keep keep it careful what you're eating. Don't eat everything in sight. Keep yourself as, you know, as, as best you can. Uh, but you wanted to know if the baby's going to be all right and if the window of delivery is the same. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, if the baby's going to be all right, and just so uh, when do you see me going into labor as, like, her coming, like a, a window? Yeah. Well, you said the 19th, so I'm going to work on that number. I'll see if Grandma wants to say, because we only do one thing per session. So, Grandma, do you feel that your gra- uh, great-grandchild is coming in? You said it was the 19th, right? Yeah, well, Jada? that's her due date, but yeah. All right. Well, that's what I meant. I want to ask around that. Grandma? Grandma? The due date doesn't really matter that much. The delivery time will be around that date a little bit before, actually. Uh, There will be something that will uh, cause you to want to induce labor a little sooner. Don't worry about the heart. Uh, she's giving me an impression somebody has a heart thing going on. Um, do you know anything about a heart issue? You're having a heart issue, the baby having a heart issue? No, none of us have heart issues. Well, she's saying that well, there's a few things she's trying to say. Hold on. I'm getting two or three days earlier than that, and that the labor will be induced and will have something to do maybe with the heartbeat of the child or ready to come through or something like that. Uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know what the relationship is between heartbeat and delivery, but that's what she's saying. So I'll deliver that to you. And then she was going on to something else about ring. The ring 
Did you get a ring from her when you were little, honey, Jada? A ring? Ring, R-I-N-G. Um, my, mom, my mom has given me rings, but I'm not sure if they're my grandmother's, but I do have two rings from my mom. All right, something about, she's trying to say it differently. A ring that you gave her when she was little. What's the, what, mom, uh, grandma, it doesn't make any sense. There was a ring that the family gave me when I was little, and this ring I give to you. Um, anyway, there's mm-hmm. a ring that she got when she was little, and you will be getting that ring. So I'll probably to your mother or something. Uh, it's the best okay. of all the rings. It's quite beautiful. So the ring. Uh, actually, and I hear that my, your mother will be giving you that ring sooner rather than later. So let's look for the ring. Oh, I get it. Would you know if if she had a ring when she was a baby? Um, my mom a, or my grandma? A grandma had a baby ring. Um, I think I'm not sure. What I think is that there's going to be a, ba- a ring for your little baby that will come from the family line. Okay? Uh, so maybe your mom has something. Okay, sweetheart? Yeah, but even... But even with, like, I guess, I'm not sure what she's meaning by the heart thing, just because, like, I I know we're both of our hearts are fine, but, like, she will be fine and healthy-wise. Oh, yeah, the baby's going to be fine. Um, it's just that the baby will have to be, I think the baby will be ready to be delivered earlier, two to three days earlier. And it might have something to do with the heartbeat, but I don't know what that means, because I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. not that there's a but maybe the heartbeat moved. Maybe the, he's following the heartbeat. He sees that the head's down mm-hmm. the bottom right through, you know. So I don't know why. <laughs> but it's not a problem. Don't you get worried, okay? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, love. Have a beautiful evening, love. Okay. And now I'm going to go. Okay. Wonderful. Everybody's following my expression here. I'm going to Debbie, who I I don't think I did Debbie yet. No, I didn't do anybody that just is just waiting. Hey Debbie, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm good, thank you. So go ahead and give me your question again. Don't give me a lot of background, okay? Okay. I just what to want to see what messages you get about me and my connection with Sean. Okay, let's see that you and Sean. I'm going to ask a question, is it good to start? And that will get the ball rolling. Is connection with Debbie and Sean good? Yes or no, please? Yeah, he's a pretty good guy and you're a pretty good girl. Uh, You do get along pretty well together. Uh, there's been a little disturbance on the home front right now. He's not telling you everything about himself. Uh, and there's also something to do with disappearance or not knowing everything about him at times, which gives you a little upset or you feel a little worried. You're not quite sure what's going on with that. Uh, so does that make sense so far, honey? I need you to confirm that if it is so, because I'll build on it. Yes, but we're not together right now. And that makes I mean, that makes perfect sense, but we're not together. We're not even speaking. So I'm wondering how. Yeah, I'm wondering what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, okay, so we started with, yes, he's a good guy and you're a good gal. And then they started to say a lot of, you know, this not telling you everything right now about what's going on in his life. Let me see. 
if I can see, will they get back together again? Please. He has to tell you something first about himself before you could get back together again. And it's something about him and his well-being that's not quite right. He's been holding back from you. Uh, that when he tells you it, if he does, I have to see if he will, it's complicated. It's not com- this complicated. Something about himself, his health, his well-being. When I say health, it could be mental health. Uh, it could be money health. It could be physical health. Uh, I'm going to try to get more, I'm going to drill down a little bit on it for you. Until he lets you know what's really going on in his head and in his life, you can't really forgive him nor take him back nor accept him how he is. Uh, And so if if he can get honest with you, if he can be upfront with you about what's really going on with himself, what he plans to do about it, then there's a chance the two of you can get back together again. But he's not telling you everything about himself right now, and so the you know, until he changes that, the chance is nil. Now, uh, what is it about him? You might already know, because they just spirit has just given me the impression uh, that there was something going on there that would have made you disturbed about him. Because, uh, yeah, I, I have told, an idea. Would you like me to ask? Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm going to ask. Not, <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm going to. Okay. I, I feel it has something. I, I either has to do. It's like a. An addiction of some sort. It could be a money addiction, <laughs> like gambling or drugs yeah, or alcohol. Yeah, yeah. What, I what wondered. Yeah, it's alcohol so he, and possibly drugs. Alcohol. Until he tells you this, you can't get back together with him. And until he has a plan, you can't get back together with him. So how do you uh, encourage him to do that if he'd like to is the next question. And you can encourage him by keeping the line of communication open and friendly. But saying to him, until you get help proven, there's no chance. But I'm your friend and I still love you, but from a distance. You have to have your own uh, what they call boundaries in place. And you have to mean it. Now, the next part of this is if you were codependent or if you were an Al-Anon type or something like that, you would just get, you know, sucked in again, right? Uh, And so the next part of this answer is, can you do that? Are you capable of doing that? And the answer is yes. So you have the ability, you have the ability to set healthy boundaries for yourself. You, You know how to take care of yourself. You know how to say no. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Oh, wow. Uh, And you also know when other people are involved in this, it is extremely important to set the healthy boundaries. Um, Because I feel there is another person, at least one other person, that is uh, affected by this. It would be an offspring, a child of one of you, his or yours or somebody, uh, but it feels like you, it's not just about you and him. There are other people involved in the situation. So, yeah, um, yeah okay. So, but, uh, so all of this together, just to summarize, Debbie, is that you can take care of yourself and still be his friend. Uh, but you're, you are learning how to do this now. You have the ability to do this. Uh, but with a little bit of loving advice, 
Uh, you can make this work for the both of you, but you know, you have to have very strong boundaries in place. You have to have very strong self-care in place. Uh, and you also have, have to have very strong empathy in place that the best thing for him is what's called tough love, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing the right you're doing the right thing now. You're very good at this. Uh, you've been asking for help from higher power, from God. Uh, you know, you've been helped. Uh, you're being told uh, intuitively the right thing to do, and you're on the right track with this. Uh, bottom line, this man can get better and does want to get better, but you need to tell him so. Okay? Yep, you just validated everything everything I wanted to know and it's not so much to get back with him it's to not abandon him when he needs someone that can help him and I'm probably the only one left in his life that can exactly and it's a very tricky state to be in because you know enough about the syndrome of alcoholism to know that they manipulate right yep. uh, they, they try to get their one over on people on you you know, but you're you're smart enough to know all that. So I'm a little shocked. It's really hard, especially if you love somebody. But you you're doing the right thing. So go ahead and continue that. Okay, you're going to do fine with this. You rock. Thank you so much. You're always spot on. I just adore you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Okay, going to Sarah, who has a life question. Sarah. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Hi. So go ahead, honey, and just ask your question, okay, love? So I'm in the process of being approved to have a surgery. Just wondering if you see when I'll have the surgery and if there's any complications that I should be aware of. Well, the first thing I want to say is I do feel it's a good idea that you do have the surgery. It's the right choice. Mm -hmm. Not that you're making the choice that you're going ahead with it. Uh, the, the yes, 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 all around it. Yes, it's a good thing, it's a good thing, it's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. So what was, there was a question about will you be okay with the surgery, and there was one right before that uh, question that you asked. Oh, what was that? When, when do you see me having it? Oh. <sighs> They say right away, if not sooner. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, they told me maybe September, but. Well, there's a chance it could happen earlier than that, actually. It could be an opening Good. somewhere along the line. You will have the ability to say, I'm not ready yet if you're not, because you do have to just put a few things in place before you can have the mm -hmm. surgery. Most, most of it has to do with money and or, um, you know, a, a, a scheduling and all things at work and other things. But you will have the surgery. Okay. You will have the surgery on time, if not a little sooner, if you can arrange things. Will it go well? Yes, it will go well. You will You will be very eager to get better after surgery. You will feel very good after surgery, and it will heal a lot of your insides after surgery. You'll be feeling so much happier, so much better, uh, and think to yourself, why didn't I do this sooner? Um, mm -hmm. And it feels like it's in the stomach to abdomen area. What kind of surgery are you having? Um, weight loss surgery. Were they? Yeah, bariatric. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, where they take out the, the sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
it, it looked like that, but then they also took me down into your uterus for some reason. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. Do you know anything about that? I think so. Um, I was recently diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, and they said oh. I probably had it most of my life, and it's a hormonal-type issue, which they say the best thing for it is to lose weight, but the whole issue with the yeah. condition is that it's difficult to lose weight. So yes. they said it should help so with that. So that's going to be effective. Yes, it's going to be effective because when you lose fat on the body, it lowers the estrogen. And polycystic mm-hmm. syndrome is due to uh, estrogen imbalance. So, yes, yes. you're going to feel wonderful. Wonderful. Great. And you're going to be happy you're doing it and wondering why you didn't do it sooner. Uh, mm-hmm. And everything will go well, you will follow the guidelines. It will be easy for you. You're going to have mm-hmm. the pep and vigor that's been gone for a while. will come back into your life. The spice of life will return. Uh, and one other thing I want to look at for you before I let you go is um, what you should do to avoid uh, skin folds and all that afterwards. Um, I just want to see what they You already may know, but I think I have to look at that. Will she have excess skin afterwards? Yes or no? No. You will not be having excess skin because you will be doing some kind of body treatment during the weight loss that will help you maintain skin elasticity. Uh, Do you know what that Mm -hmm. is? Yes. It's like a brushing, and I also see some kind of an oil that you're going to be doing, and that will help. Oh. Oh, okay, good. Good. Well, and there won't be any issues with work? Work will let you Taking off. Taking the time off? Okay. Well, are they going to let you stay out as long as you need? I don't get a problem with that. Uh, it's been appro- okay. approved by your insurance, and they're sort of forced to do this because you have so many health issues, you know, that are affected by this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a health They're just not very right? nice. <laughs> I know they'll let me off for the six weeks, but I'm just afraid of, like, other repercussions. Well, you know, they are forced to do it, so the law is on your side, and don't you worry about that. Yeah. Uh, You you could take some work home with you. You would be able to do something remotely a little bit here and there. So you choose. I think you might want to do that because it will allow you to feel that you're taking care of big issues so that when you don't so that when you come back, it's not a tidal wave of crap in your face. Uh, so sure. you could probably take a little bit. You could probably work a little bit from home uh, as you recuperate. You know, right. Yeah, but after three to four weeks, you might be able to start getting involved a little bit on the phone or maybe on the computer or something. And then that will alleviate you going back to a big mess. Okay? And they will appreciate okay. that. Okay. All right, awesome. sweetie. So not to worry. Everything Thank you very much. Great. You're welcome, love. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, that was uh, amazing. Okay, we're going to Casey, who has a love question. Okay, going to you, Casey. Hello, this is Casey. Hi, Casey. Hey. So go ahead and ask your question, darling. Yeah, I just wanted to see um, what did you see coming for me as far as my love life. Why is Spirit saying you have a very good love life right now? <laughs> they say you have a good love life. Let me delve into that a little bit, Casey. Okay. You have a lot of 
Well, you have, it seems like you do have attention. You have some suitors about you. Uh, and you might be wondering if you can single it down to one, but I don't feel you're alone very often. You have a lot of activity in your life. Uh, I think the problem is getting to one or the one. Would you agree with that, please? Yes, I totally agree. All right. And, you know, <laughs> there's one stinker worse than the other one, but they are attentive in terms of being flirtatious, but not the right person for you. So let me see. I have to delve on that, love. Casey, and you're at 678. Oh, New Yorker. When is she going to, well, will she find the right one, please, spirit, and then when? It's for Casey at 678. You will find somebody that is more capable of loving you in the way that you need to be loved. It will happen over time. It will not happen immediately. It looks more like November, December time frame is when you meet the right person. Do not, and that's a, a good guy, good person. Somebody wants to take care of you and treat you like a lady. Okay? So it's going to take a little while for that, obviously. We all want all that love yesterday, right? Uh, but in meanwhile, you know, just be, be like the Cheshire cat, smiling and knowing he's on his way <laughs> and having fun with the play today. You know, whatever comes your way, have fun with, with what's available to you right now because there's a lot of fun around you. It's just that you're hanging out with a lot of game players and just, you know, not the right people for you. But eventually he's coming mm -hmm. in. Just continue to do the same okay. kind of stuff. You have to do something to do to bring him in, and that is to continue to believe in yourself the way you do, to take care of yourself the way you do, and not look backwards, only forward, knowing that this is what you deserve and it is on its way. And this will help bring in that person for you, but I see November, okay? Okay. Um, do you know if I will know him or not? Is it someone I know? Oh. Ooh. I don't think so. Because the known okay. uh, person, the known person already failed you in some significant ways. I know it's hard to think that way, but that's what they're saying. Okay. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much, love. Bye. Mm -hmm. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. Don't look backwards, only forwards, Casey. That's what they said. Okay, going to Laura. No, not me. <laughs> Another Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hi I also actually have a love question, romance. So um, I think you, you actually gave me a lot to think about in the um, intro about what yeah. you're creating. So I think I need to let go of a lot of, like, past pain. But besides that, um, what do you see? All right. So the question is, will you find love? I'm going to make a question for you, assuming you don't have any. I haven't connected vibrationally with you yet. And let's see what they start to say, because sometimes okay. when I connect, I all of a sudden say, well, she may have a few people. Okay. Laura781. Yeah. Uh, no one in particular that you like. I uh, feel love thing is sort of not really happening right now. 
would you understand um, that you're living near an ocean, uh, near a coastline? It looks like, I know it's 781 area code, but it reminds me of like, where are you located? It looks like New Jersey or something. I see New Jersey yes. and the Jersey. Um, Is that where Boston. you're Boston. Boston, okay, so it's near a coastline. Okay, so from the northeast, and it's just a, I see one guy around you, but he's just not living up to anybody's, even the lowest expectations that you might have. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like a dearth of love, you know, uh, just not good guys for you. Our good guys in general, you're not even getting a lot of attention because you've been holding back a lot about self-esteem issues and not feeling good about yourself and not allowing yourself to step forward and not allowing yourself to be in the company of men as much as would be needed, uh, you know, in a confident way to provide for you the opportunities. So you're not creating opportunities. So I want to look a little bit about your, look a little bit into what you feel about yourself. Uh, since you sort of opened that up, and let's see what they say. Laura at 781. So you feel good about yourself in general. You're a very spiritual person. You're very organized in your life. You take everything as it comes in an easygoing way. You don't try to analyze too much or parse things down. Ah. There's something about getting involved again that upsets you as if if you did it would hurt you again mm-hmm. you have let something go in the past that did not serve you well and you also see in yourself an addictive love pattern huh you wish that you could get over this so that you could move forward so what they're showing me is that you've already identified a karmic wheel or cycle for yourself and it seems to be a love well, they're adding in now uh, a love to, you may not see this, but a love too much thing. That when you get involved, it's a little overwhelming. Would that make sense to you, please? Um, yeah, I think sometimes I think like I could practically fall in love with anyone in a certain way. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, okay. They call that, spirits calling that an addictive pattern of loving too much. Uh, and yeah. you're adding an easily fall in love, which is really not the best thing for yourself. So what I see right now is sort of a reprieve and trying to stay away from love. Okay, so what's the best thing to clear the past so we can move to the future, so we can break that cycle? And, you know, we're on a radio show. I don't know how much in detail I can go. But let's see what we get for you. You need to start telling yourself you're good enough to have love every day in every way. You need to start channeling your higher self through your body, living as a soul, having the human experience all the time so that you understand that you're very gifted. Oh, you're very gifted as a healer yourself, and you don't need anyone to tell you so. Once you understand your value as a human being, you will no longer need the love of others to feel good about yourself and the pattern, the addictive love pattern of falling in love too easily as you're defining it will be broken. So the cause is not, accept, not, not honoring who you are or realizing its power. They said you're a healer yourself. What do you do for a living, honey? Um, I'm actually in school right now. Okay. What are you studying? 
um, I'm studying chemistry. Oh, do you want to be a doctor? Or you want to be something in the the health industry? What do you want to be, honey? Do you yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Oh, perfect. So you're a healer. But there's something about you not feeling good enough. So spirit wants you to know that you're wonderful. And the the best way to do that, because when we are studying a physical science like chemistry, uh, when we go to med school, which is physically oriented, we forget about the other aspect of reality, which is the spiritual part of it. So the more you start to... I don't know how they're going to say this to you. How do you how does she do this spirit? Honor yourself more and your wisdom. Don't ignore your inner self, your inner core. The way to do that is by journaling every day about your self-esteem and why you feel good about yourself. Not bad about yourself, but why you feel good about yourself. Uh, you could do a form of what I call scripting, which is the following. It's a journaling technique where you put in there, I am so happy and grateful that, and then you fill in the blank of something you want in your life as if it already happened. So you could say, I'm so happy and grateful that I am Laura. I am so happy and grateful that I am able to do as well as I do in school. I'm so happy and grateful that I love my mother so much. I'm so happy and grateful that I take great care of myself. I'm so happy and grateful that I know I'm special, so on and so forth, because this will raise your self-esteem, and then that will shift all the gestalt with men. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. All right, sweetie. There was probably – it's funny because Spirit told me to say those things, but they didn't say – What's going on with your father? Is he around? Um, I don't really talk to him much. Ah, you see, and so you that's one of the things there. Okay, the father thing. Uh, so we can add into our scripting, I'm so happy and grateful that I love myself. Uh, there's things around your father that have to do with you feeling lovable uh, versus feeling abandoned. You see what I'm saying? So those are things mm-hmm. that you can focus on. Journaling. Of course, you can always go to counseling and therapy and all those other good things. I'm just giving you some self-help things. I can't leave that out because I'm not a counselor. I'm just Laura. Okay? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless, love, and good luck with all that. I think it's going to work for you. Ciao. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody, I want to say, oh. Yeah, 90 seconds left. Uh, I will take one more call uh, because um, I can. And I'm going to Michelle with a life question. Michelle. Hi. Um, My question is about my um, hands and my wrists and my arms. I I had a broken wrist, and I'm trying to recover, but it's just getting – well, the the broken part is is recovering, but – my hands Wait, are just shot. Michelle, Michelle, sweetie, I don't want you to give me details. I want you to give me the oh. question. Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm just wondering when you think I'm going to be recovered enough to start working again. Well, I heard you're going to be fine real very soon. Let's go into detail on that. When? One specific date, please. This is Michelle, 203 or 
You're very special. Michelle, you're an extremely special person. Everybody's special, but your self-esteem is outstanding. Uh, you have the gift <laughs> of They say you have the gift of gab. You're very healing to people. People love to listen to you talk. Uh, and you, again, another healer here. You're the healer of sorts. Uh, your hands will be recuperating faster than you thought uh, because of the way that you're sending messages to them and the way your self-talk is. Uh, before you know it, you will be able to be using them again in a communications capacity of writing, uh, doing something with your hands, maybe typing or writing or whatever, but your hands will be fluid again and able to, uh, to take you to work. Uh, now, so they tell me you're a talker or somehow you're a communicator and writing is part of what you do. What do you do for a living? I'm an engineer. Okay. Do you have to communicate about what you're working on? Or I guess there are things you have to use your hands for. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I type, sure. You type. Okay, well, well then I'm going to give you a time frame because you're looking for one. Pressure on one hand more than the other. Massage, pressure points. All these things are good. They're telling me that you're doing things like having pressure points. If you're not, you should be. Pressure points to help yeah. heal and bring in circulation. You are. Okay. And uh, there's a massage thing that you're doing, which is also helping recuperate and get blood flow to the area. Within a few weeks, you should be seeing significant improvement. Uh, you'll be able to start doing some of your work on a very limited basis because uh, you don't want to overtax things. So I get within three to four weeks, uh, you're probably doing uh, maybe one to two hours a day of something related to work. Uh, but then within four months is a complete recuperation. So three to four weeks, we, you start integrating back in. Keep doing what you're doing to get that blood flow in there and the, the pressure points are important. Um, however you're doing that is extremely important. Um, she needs to, yeah, you need to have that massage so you don't have any scar tissue, which would inhibit movement of uh, and de dexterity. So keep doing what you're doing. you have any questions about that? Um, yeah, um, the, the broken hand uh, is to amazingly recovering because it was in pretty bad shape. But uh, the, the, the non-dominant hand that I've had to use now is like shot. I'm more worried about my left hand and arm. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it's shot because yeah. it's being used, you think? I guess, yeah, like overused. And, and, I, and just resting it just doesn't seem to be good enough. Oh. Well, can you do? Can you have some kind of massage on that hand and pressure points on that hand? Can you do something like that yeah. there? Yeah, right. yeah. I wouldn't only rest it. I would also do a massage thing and some kind of pressure points. Uh, why do they keep? Spirit keeps telling me. I'm not asking you, Michelle. I just want to see what they mean by pressure points. What do you mean by pressure points, please? On her left hand. Well, it's overexertion, and you know this already. It's overexertion of a hand you're not used to using, uh, and it's for clumps. It's not only the hand, it's also the brain that's <laughs> not used to pushing that hand. Uh, resting your hand uh, for uh, you know long enough periods of time. I'm getting ice or cooling it down because there's inflammation in that non-dominant hand because you're not used to using it like that. There's a lot of inflammation. 
and if and there's pressure points that can also help with that, uh, and that would be just some kind of kinesthesiology, which you're learning about now, uh, which would also help induce some relaxation and release of that hand. So just don't push yourself so hard. You know, it's hard. It's difficult, right? It's very hard. Yeah. But don't worry. You're going to get okay. better in it. Okay, sweetie? <laughs> Great. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Bye-bye. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for calling in and listening or whatever it is you did tonight. Uh, I do this every Monday night unless there's a holiday or some special occasion that I can't be here, which I'll let you know about beforehand. Uh, and um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so I'll be back again next Monday. Ciao, everybody.